Dueling Genre Productions presents... Oh my God, do you see that? When a freak accident strikes McKinney City, ordinary citizens are given amazing abilities. I can move things with my mind. Oh my God, I'm flying. I can fly. I can teleport and I can fly. Super senses. What, like Daredevil? We are just playing fast and loose with this whole science thing today, aren't we? Now, there are villains. Billy, when you have an arch nemesis, do you just kill them immediately? No. You tie the ropes just loose enough so that they can keep escaping. That way, when you finally do win the day, you can sleep well knowing that you rose to the challenge. Your brain works differently than other people's, doesn't it? And heroes. Leah Markowitz, Gwendolyn Allen, Jeffrey Gibson, Lindy Gibson, Simon Holt, Splendid, you're all here. I'm going to make you all into superheroes. Screw it. Let's go save the day. The Powerful. After I drain everyone here, McKinney City will be mine. I'm going to show this whole city what real passion truly is. And the underdogs. You're all imagining me as a singing, dancing chipmunk right now, aren't you? The people in that store need help, and we can help them in a way no one else can. We have great power, which means they're our responsibility. I mean, Jesus, what's the point of having five freaking Spider-Man movies if we can't even learn to do that? Geek by Night, an original podcast series about five friends running a comic book store with superpowers. You're really going to keep running a comic book shop while trying to be superheroes? It might not always be easy, but I think the world could use a few more underdogs. Available at DuelingGenre.com and podcast apps everywhere. Dueling Genre Victoria, I brought my phone charger out here and then I just left it not plugged in because I'm a dweeb. Uh, okay. I'm excited. There's all the hands. I just said hands last minute. There's all the hands pointing at like the different sections. I kind of want to get these hands for the bookstore. I'll be like, it'll be science fiction fantasy, mystery. And there's like pointing and random. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm into it. Uh, I have some notes about the sections in the bookstore. It's, it'll be fun. <laughs> okay. 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 Let's do this. We, we solemnly swear we're up to no, no good. good. fan podcast that overanalyzes the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Draco. And we have Nick Jimenez with us again. Welcome back, Nick. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Today, today we're talking about minute minute 22, which uh, which starts with with Hermione's signature spell and ends with uh, Gilderoy Lockhart recognizing Harry Potter. Yeah. I guess I can't call it her signature spell, but this is literally the first thing she does in both movies. Yeah. Is fix his glasses. Well, he didn't keep breaking them. Yeah. My first note before before we even fix his glasses, my first note is Harry is filthy. Yeah. He's a All dirty little boy. From taking the, uh, the, the, the flu. Network. Yeah. Apparently flu powder is just like a really dirty way to travel. We'll talk about it a lot more when we see that, them in front of the Malfoys, but... That's kind of why I mentioned like, what was it, last week when we 
first started, like when he used the flu network, if the flu network itself was used by not impoverished, but you know, sure, I know what you mean. Wizards that don't make a lot of money because it it's makes cheaper. you dirty and it's cheap and it's yeah. you know, I feel like you would see someone dirty and be like, oh, like you would you automatically would know. No, I don't know, but 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 like they use. But again, I will bring up like. Yeah, but they, they use, use the ministry. power to get to the ministry, exactly. and that's not a problem there. But no one shows up dirty in no, that one. No, I, I think it's just a choice that Chris Columbus made for, like, this sequence, this week. To keep them dirty looking. Well, I think I think in particular, so that you can really see the difference between the Malfoys and the Weasleys, the Weasleys. at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It also made of, that that could be, like, if you if you wanted it to bother you, that could also be, like... Maybe why the Nocturne Alley wizards weren't like, oh my god, it's Harry freaking Potter. It's like, hey, it's a dirty little Hogwarts boy. Yeah, look at this dirty little kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, kid. He's one of us. <laughs> we'll show you where to go. Yeah. Uh, they take I, him off to like, just, the wizard circus. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I just Red really... I really love Hermione's like kind of gentle condensation of Harry. Yeah. Just her, just her eyes are just like, you idiot. Like, if second time I've seen you with like broken glasses. Uh-huh. This is just how you live your life. How do you how do you keep yourself together? Yeah. <laughs> Someone mentioned, and I don't know if it came up on Twitter or on our Facebook group or something. Um, we were talking about the trace a few weeks ago, and mm-hmm. and Harry Potter getting in trouble for Dobby using a levitation spell, and yet like they're not at school, and Hermione just whips her wand out in the middle of Diagon Alley. Yeah, but I think we already know that like the trace can only seem to the, the trace just detects like the presence of magic happening around an underage wizard, it doesn't actually target, like, you're the one the who individual has the person. spell. Yeah, yeah, it's not like Homeland Security with you, like, looking at your cell phone. Exactly. <laughs> and so and so they might see, like, oh, magic happened around this girl, Hermione Granger, but she's in Diagon Alley. Magic's happening everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. We have no We're, way to know yeah. whether it was her or someone else. Whereas, like, yeah. Harry and Ron flying the car across England... Yes. <laughs> like, uh, you can imagine, like, I guess, like, the wizard equivalent of, like, you know, like, yeah, like, uh, some kind of, <laughs> like, person at a desk with, like, a headset <laughs> looking at a computer. It's like, sir, we got, like, a bunch of magic coming in, like, on the countryside, like, with yep. nothing else happening. Like, what the crap? Oh, it's a flying car. Oh, it's Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, man. It's, it's a whole... It's a whole thing. I can't wait to get to the flying car. I think that's next. I think that's next week. Already? Yeah, I think so. Wow. Um, I kind of like how quietly sketchy it is that Hagrid just bounces. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's. Okay. Let's talk about this. So, so she fixes his glasses. There's like a cute little twinkle. Her wand is super noisy when she waves her wand. You can hear the <laughs> whoosh, 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 like as she casts a spell. It's like a little extra. But it's but then power. Hagrid's just like, I'm out of here. Peace. <laughs> and and I wonder, last minute, we didn't really talk about it. Harry asked, because Hagrid tells Harry, like, you don't want to be caught in, in, in nocturnality. People are going to think you're up to something bad or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, what were you doing there? And he's like, nah, I was getting flesh-eating slug repellent. I was um, buying porn. Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> like, uh, and he's just like, I'm going to leave. Like, I... I do you think I, he go, does he go back to Nocturne? He didn't get what he was looking for because he found he Harry. Was just, yeah, he, he was, was just arriving. arriving. Yeah. So he needs to still go he back. Still and get to go he's going to go yeah. back to those people he just intimidated. <laughs> he's like, hey, get, do you guys have any slug eating repellent? <laughs> right. <laughs> get out of the way. <laughs> what the hell? Like Parting the Red Sea. <laughs> oh, that was Harry Potter. Oh, okay. 
always getting himself into trouble. Oh, good. Okay, cool. I'm glad that wasn't something that we could have, like, <laughs> used. <laughs> uh, I literally I literally wrote, Hagrid just leaves, and then I drew the, like, the shrugging emoji like, in my notebook. It's like, I don't know where he went, yeah. but okay. Yeah. Well, and then, so, okay, so, so Hermione comes out of, Hermione came out of Wiseacre's wizarding equipment. And then she tells Harry here, oh, come on, everyone's been so worried. And then takes him into Flourish and Blots. And so were they, did she like see the Weasleys in passing? Like she was going into the store and the Weasleys were like, no, no, everyone's been so worried. That implies that there was a conversation between her and the Weasleys and they had brought up like. Must have ran into them. Oh, Harry and I, Harry was coming by flu powder, but he ended up coming out of the wrong grate or something. Yeah. Who knows where Harry's at? Like he could be anywhere. We don't know. Yeah. Everyone's been so worried. So she, she brings him of course into the bookstore, but I'm just, I'm so excited to get into the bookstore. Should we just go for it? Let's do it. Let's do it. So, so we, we get into inside Flourish and Blots. And of course the first thing we see is, um, the, the book cover for his new, for, for Gilderoy Lockhart's new autobiography, Magical Me. It's him. Magical it's him standing at a on a cliff, making lightning strike. Yeah, I find it interesting that you can hear the lightning. You know, I I had the same thought, but was like, Wait like a moving pictures talk to people. Yeah, but usually they're the portrait ones, like the yeah, the rather than like in the newspaper. Don't. They don't talk. You're right. You You're know, right. so I just think it's weird that like. Well, that would be awful. This book is like is having sound. Yeah, if moving pictures all always made noise, always That'd like be it's got to be. There's got to be something. I mean, there's obviously there's just something extra going on about Lockhart here. Oh, always. Do you think the he is the book, definitive wait, like, wait, extra? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> if that's the cover of the book, does the book always have the sound of like lightning? Crashing? Well, if you want to get technical, right? I it's don't, on the cover. I don't think. I don't think that's the book cover. I think that's like. I think it's just a, a promotional poster. It's a promotional okay. poster. It's like a meet the author poster. If you look at the As books, a, they're not moving. I think the, book, the books aren't... The, okay, the cover of the book is definitely the same, but it's It's like a moving. similar style, yeah. Yeah, but it's a photograph. Cover. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's just like the come meet Gilderoy Lockhart today at 8 at the Grove. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As a... Oh my god, I have so many things to talk about. <laughs> As a bookseller that works, works at a bookstore that does signing events and stuff, like, mm-hmm. I think Gildroy Lockhart would be a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> a nightmare. Oh, definitely. And then I have I have something fun that that's not related to anything that happens this minute, but I don't know where else to bring it up. Um, in the Chamber of Secrets PlayStation game. Amazing. I, during- I totally got that for Christmas one year. During the holidays, there's a sequence at Diagon Alley, and Flourish and Blotz is closed because they are still cleaning up from this event. Oh my! <laughs> like what the like, heck? Like Why? it was such a nightmare having Gildroy there that they've been closed for three months. <laughs> what are their? What is his fans doing? Why they're waiting for him to get to them? Like I have no, like, I have no idea. I think it's just like it's just like a little playful thing yeah. that they do in the game. It'd like, be like if Jake Paul but, wrote a book and then like had a book signing. <laughs> oh God, it would just be impossible. Uh, oh God, it'd be so I just bad. compared Gilderoy Lockhart to Jake Paul. That's the most <laughs> 2017 thing. 
<laughs> I love it. Oh, I mean, this is I our mean, last. This is our last week of the year. It's an appropriate way to wrap sure. up 2017, I guess. Yeah, right. Hopefully, hopefully, With hopefully, the most 2017 yeah. reference ever. Uh-huh. Yeah, hopefully by next year, no one will get that reference. <laughs> right? <sighs> you can hope. Yeah, yeah. We can hope a lot of things for 2017, like yeah. this, are just over with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I I love. You know, we we were just talking about how beautiful and physical and tactile Diagon Alley yeah. is. I love Flourish and Blots. I love me, how it's just filled too. to the brim. Not an inch like, of this place doesn't have a book in it. Mm-hmm. You, you just want to like run your fingers over well, everything as you go by. It's it's oh, not. Yeah. It's it's it. There must be some kind of organization to it but like even when you <laughs> see some of the shelves in the background like not only like books aren't just like spined on the shelf sometimes they're like laying sideways and sometimes there's just like stacks of books that are precariously organized like there's no system to it yeah like, is anything alphabet there are stacks of books that are like leaning precariously and all the books are like spiraling yeah. is it it's just ugh. you know the book stacks almost look like the buildings in Diagon Alley in that they're like waning yeah yeah they're not even like they're not, they're not, I don't want to say stiff, but. Yeah. They seem like weirdly like buoyant or like alive. It looks like almost. they would, f- it looks like they should fall over. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're very precarious. Absolutely. Absolutely. It kind of has that same way that Ollivander's look like mm-hmm. only Ollivander could ever find anything in there. Yes, exactly. There's a method to the madness. No, absolutely. <laughs> the people that work here at Flourish and Blots. Oh, they know. They know They're where. Fine. Like, and it's one of those things where, like, I, I've worked at the bookstore I work at for, like, two years now. And it's one of those, we've reshelved stuff. And, of course, everything's in alphabetical order. But if someone's looking for a particular author, like, I know what shelf it's on now. Like, oh, it's uh, Lockhart. L-O. That's going to be that shelf of that mm-hmm. particular book area like in that part of the store yeah. yeah yeah and so it's like a lot easier to find things yeah. now you also know like why something isn't in you're like why i can't find any stephen king it's because you're looking in fiction sir it's in horror i can't tell yep. you why it's, it's, yep. it's just how we organize green it. mile's uh-huh. not a horror book i know i don't it shouldn't it would be it would be in madness if we just put all the Stephen King books in the genre that In the section are. they're supposed to be in. Yeah, you'll never find <laughs> yeah. all the... They'll just be in too many different places. We have, we do have authors that we have to shelve in different places because mm-hmm. because they have... The genres various, are just uh-huh. so different. Well, it's it's like um, we just had we just had a Brandon Sanderson in the store a few months ago, and he's like big sci-fi fantasy author, but he writes mm-hmm. kids' books too, so there are kids' books that are in, of course, that the kids section, section. Yeah, because they're not going to sell off of the fantasy shelf. Right. But we right. wouldn't put Mistborn next to the young adult book that he writes. Yeah. Like, or, or to be a bit more on brand, you wouldn't keep the casual vacancy right next to Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Exactly. Shelf. Exactly. Exactly. Those are. Uh, well, it's also, it's also there's also a complication there because like I think is her other one like. Oh yeah, yeah, she, the, yeah. Is the, under the, a different the, author, so yeah, we the do Camorra put those, Strike novels have a suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are uh, those are Robert Galebraith. So we'll organize those differently. But there are other people. I think if they reprinted those, if they re- reprinted those, J.K. Rowling writing as Robert Galebraith. I think they. I think they have since done that. I think I remember uh, seeing like yeah, a copy of the Cuckoo's Calling mm-hmm. where it's like J.K. Rowling as Robert Galbraith. Yeah, and so I think we would put um. It's it's just it's complicated, and I think it's even weirder. Like, I, we, there are a couple of different sections that we see 
um, signs for. And as I was mentioning with with uh, nocturnality, <laughs> the sign that having a finger that's pointing somewhere. I just yeah. wrote down a couple. I just wrote down a couple of the sections that we see. We see dark arts, house elves. They have an entire section devoted to house elves. Mm-hmm. Celestial studies, invisibility. I think tomorrow we see unicorns in the background over his shoulder. Um, just a lot of like. It's just an interesting. How self makes sense? If you're, but like, say section, you're not from a family. A whole section dedicated to house elf. It's not like this is where you can find the house elf reference books. Like, there's like three or four books. Mm-hmm. Like, it's an entire section called house how to, elf. Well, it depends on how, how to big catch, that how to catch is. one. <laughs> how to, how to, how to catch, catch it? One. Whoa! I was gonna say like maybe like I don't know how you get one other than having you catch it, it. You catch it. I was gonna say how do you oh, get one other than that other than having suck. it uh, uh, sent like what uh go yeah, down to, to you, you from your family. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Like maybe you go somewhere like you, like you go buy a puppy and there's yeah. like <laughs> go buy oh, a yeah, house like, there's just yeah. house elves looking up at that, you with the their big eyes. Feeding of your house elf. Exactly. Yeah. I was the thinking, idea like, of there being house elves in the wild. That are then subjugated to yeah is oh. deeply we've, troubling. We've we've talked about it a couple of times. Like we don't ever see a, an elf that isn't a house elf that isn't yeah. a servitude elf, other right. than Dobby after the end of this movie. But like you know, we know where he comes from. There, it doesn't seem to, like were there free. I mean, at one point there were free elves, right? I mean, there had to have been. You would think. Yeah. Yeah. I could talk I'm about sure. house elves all day. I'm sure Lucius Malfoy tries to keep that knowledge away from Dobby. Uh, yeah. It's like, no, no, your, your whole species was just born in subjugation. I don't know. It's just the way God wanted it to be. <gasps> Why doesn't Dobby lead the, like, house self revolution? With bo- Oh, I my God, yeah. That. He, because a lot of the house elves don't want to. I mean, like, creature Winky doesn't. Creature Winky. doesn't. Yeah, they're... Lo- but All like, the ones at, at, at Hogwarts don't. That, they don't... I They just avoid picking up... Hermione's hats, but Which I don't means they think don't want to be free. I don't think that that would free them, even if they did pick them up, because because yeah. she doesn't she doesn't own the house elves. She can't free them. She's not their master. Does the school own the house elves, or does that job title go to I m- the headmaster? I would assume the headmaster is responsible. So Dumbledore oh, could that's give them to that's them. crazy to me that Dumbledore is like no no we keep we keep house elves. What are, we, yeah. what are we gonna do? Who's gonna well, do the they, dishes? We gotta keep ourselves. They, they, right. they, they. He gives Dobby a job and pays Dobby. So you're right. Like there is an interesting like. They, the house elves that work for Hogwarts, have probably been working for Hogwarts for a long time. Maybe their families have been working for Hogwarts for a long time. It's like indoctrination. Maybe there's a sense of pride it's in that really, because it's for the school. Really messed up. Yeah. We have so much. Oh my god! There's I was say, so if many. you need someone to do the dishes, why can't Molly Weasley just teach them how to do that spell? Yeah, which, like, yeah. It literally <laughs> does it. It, she she her, just it wash does themselves. <sighs> I don't know. Like, why can't you do that? I don't know. Molly Weasley knows something that Dumbledore doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, Dumbledore doesn't know how to how to. I don't think Dumbledore would know how to do a spell to. No, no. We House definitely work see spells. Him, like, what? No, we literally That's see for women. Him, That's for we witches. We literally see him put put the house that that. Slughorn is yeah. hiding out in back together with a wave of his wand. Yeah. So I don't know, guys. I have Very no Merlin and Sword in the Stone. I have no idea. I have a different book I would like to mention. 
that is not a Lockhart book and not about house elves. Oh. There's only another, there's only like a couple of books in this shop that you can actually see the cover of. And the mm-hmm. one that I think see, I, I, I notice more than once in this second series of minutes is called How to Tame Tigers. Yeah, you know, it looks like that and the book below it, literally, they look like, um, like they could be a Chris Van Alcott book or, or like a, or like a Brian Selznick novel. Yes. Yes, like, absolutely. I don't oh, know, it's God. so silly, and it's just like, okay, like, uh, do you think, do you think the idea of trading tigers is a magical thing is because of, um, what was that Vegas act? I mean, Siegfried and Roy. Yes, I was spacing on the name. Uh, do you think that that's why, like, there's a connection between magic and... <laughs> that would be hilarious and so it's that's just exactly a set, why. It's just, this is just that a set designer choice. Yeah. Because, like, mm-hmm. uh, like... Tigers are magical. Siegfried and Roy uses them. Yeah. But, well, like, I mean, because, because it attacked it one be, of them, but, you it know. It could have been... I mean, the it, it literally... I was going to say it literally could have been, like, how to train your dragon, but, like... How to train your tiger. Uh, wait. Yes. How to train Guys, tigers. Um, so, bringing up Siegfried and Roy. Yes. Um, oh, gosh. Yes. One thing that we... And by we, I mean, I think, the collective fandom uh-huh. don't, don't bring up enough is that this series takes place in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh-huh. Could Siegfried and Roy have been partly, like, are they were they coming <gasps> up at that point? I, yeah, I think you're right. They like hit how the long, popularity. Well, now I'm, now uh, in the 90s, I'm I want to Googling say. Siegfried and Roy, because I need to know this answer. Roy, look at this book about how to tame tigers. And they just, like, it's all an act. What if, yeah. what if they are wizards, but they're pretending to just yes. be like magicians? Yes. What if that's a thing? What it's if, like that. What if wizards are just like no? Like I'm, I'm gonna go like make money off yeah. of these muggles. It's yeah. the and moment in Chronicle when Dane DeHaan's character does the magic act. <laughs> exactly. And he's got telekinesis, so like it's not. It's not I mean, real magic. I mean, it is. It is, ma- it, it is but it's more like I you're guess. tricking mm-hmm. yeah. the audience. The audience thinks it's 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 also it's also An illusion. It's also the vampire Armand's like stage yeah. persona. Like they put on a show about like people being bitten by vampires, but they're literally draining the blood of people on the stage. I mean, I like Lestat's stage show a lot better, but you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're right. Well, we know, You're and, right. And we know, and we know from Arthur Weasley that there are wizards who just kind of prefer Muggle culture to wizard culture. You know, exactly. maybe like. Yeah. So what if? Yeah, they just. It looks. They like, are wizards. It um, looks like whoa. their act. Uh, the Siegfried and Royd's act began. The two of them began working together in like the early '80s, but they're they they like hit it off in like. 1990. Like 90, yeah, right? That's what I thought. It says, it says, yeah, from 90 until until the career-ending tiger injury in 2003, the duo formed Siegfried and Roy at the Mirage Resort and Casino, which is uh, just in time for this. Like, you got two years after their show forms, books about how to tame tigers in magic shops. Mm-hmm. I like that. I, I like it, too. I like that a lot. <laughs> I actually do like it. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, Lord. yeah. The Battle of Hogwarts was in 1998. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, it's so good. Uh, good speaking stuff. of revelations, guys, I don't think I've. I well, I know for a fact I've never noticed this before. 
Hermione's parents are in flourishing blots. Yes! Right? I have notes about them. I have notes about them at the end of the week because we get a very deliberate, like, like shot Look at looking them. at them. Here yeah. they are. Okay. And so I, I have a couple notes about them later, but I'm so happy they're here because I think in the book, I'm pretty sure in the book, her parents are in the alley of Diagon Alley when she and Harry meet up. Um, and they don't speak. We actually don't ever hear... No, we don't hear those speak her at all, ever. speak, except for, and I like, And I don't think these are the actresses... I don't think these are the actors in Deathly Hallows, because that's not no, Catherine Stark. No, no. They're, they're definitely different. I think they're definitely different people. And I think it's this is the only other time we see her parents until Deathly, the beginning of Deathly Hallows. But... Yeah. But it's interesting, like, they don't... We don't... We bring these... I, I don't know. I'm so conflicted. Like, <laughs> I don't know where I want to start. We don't ever hear them speak. Like, we're we're encroaching on... We're bringing muggles into the magical world. And, like, I don't I don't know. Like, we, we have a very distinct contrast of, like, what it is to have, like, a, a muggle family versus a... Wizarding, a wizarding family. family. And and that dichotomy is very explicitly the Dursleys versus the Weasleys. And I think right. having having Hermione's parents, also muggle parents, show up and like if we invest too much into like who their characters are, then I think it 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 removes the Dursleys even further from being just ordinary muggles, thank you very much. Yeah. Because they're very clearly not ordinary muggles. Like they treat Harry like uh, like a house elf while at, whereas like I'm sure Hermione's parents are, are just as loving and caring as the Weasleys are yeah, of course. toward their children. And so I don't know. I don't know if that, if that diminish. I think it, I don't think it, uh, I, maybe it diminishes the kind of contrast that's happening there. Right. Well, yeah, which is kind of like, I don't know. I mean, gosh, you know, it's stuff like this that really does make me reconsider the notion of like there being just an epic, like multi-year BBC miniseries of of this show, because oh, of this of this series, because there really is so much you could like, you could do spew finally. Yeah, you could like there really is a lot of stuff that these movies. To their credit, I think they they were like, well, this, this is Harry's story. We, we you know we have to kind of streamline stuff. Yeah, I would I would be all for, an like a, a TV adaptation, of these of these books for sure. Mm-hmm. Daniel Radcliffe is James. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I am into that. I am so into that. You have like little baby new Harry Potter standing <laughs> in front of the mirror of Erised and it's Daniel Radcliffe looking back at him. No, that's, that's, that's kind of some like CWDC thing with the, <laughs> with the flash being played by the flash and his dad being played by right. like the former. Oh flash. yeah. 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 I think that Supergirl does that too. Oh yeah, Dean Kane shows up as Dean Kane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Oh man, I remember that show was a thing. <laughs> oh yeah. It's good stuff. Uh Dean Kane just hosted a uh best Christmas specials of all time thing on the CW that my parents were watching last night. Oh. oh. And I was like, oh, Dean Kane, he's still still kicking. Still still doing he's stuff. He's still, still doing stuff. stuff. Yeah. You go Dean Kane. I uh, I yeah. feel like he hosts something else. Like I've seen him host something recently, and I'm just like, I think that's what he does now. He just He's hosts a host. things. <laughs> the Dean Kane Variety Hour. There you go. I'm into it. Uh, God, the books behind, yeah, just the yeah, like the the 
like a spiral staircase of books behind yes. Roy Lockhart. Yes, yes. Uh, it it's just the 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 fact that it's like there's nothing else supporting it, so it's just kind of suspended, is really fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. God, the 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 designers of of this franchise. I mean, that was my favorite part of Fantastic Beasts. We're just seeing like the. <gasps> The, the 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 Makuza building yeah, yeah, and yeah. like New York, just the artistry. That 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 love of of design was still there. Um, yeah, yeah, I think um, and I think it's definitely to the benefit of like I think a lot of the crew are still mm. the same people that worked on Harry Potter. So I think the set design is still. Uh, I think Steve Cloves, not yeah, no, Steve Cloves is the writer. Um, mm-hmm. I know this guy's name though. We've talked about him so much. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, it's just not coming to me right now. It'll I'll figure it out between minutes. I'm pretty sure it's the same guy. Stuart Craig. Stuart Craig. Stuart Craig. Is the set designer. Yeah, and uh, I think he's definitely responsible for kind of bringing that from Harry Potter to Fantastic Beasts. Mm-hmm. There's so many, yeah. there's so many other like little things that tie into it because it's not only like the set design is really amazing, but there's so many other th- like y- you also have the 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 ward the costuming department for all the wardrobes of all these different witches and wizards that you see milling about in the shop there's like the actual like the text and the cover of the book and a lot of those things are all done by Mirafora Mina who we've talked about oh. she's responsible next year for um for the map but she does a lot of like the the textual things that we see on the screen there's just there's just a lot of different people that are that are feeding into this and it's all it all comes together in this really, dare I say, this really magical way. Like no, yeah, it is, and it's and it's and it's a very human magic. It, it's just the result of just imagination and yeah. hard work. And 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 I, I I mean I think the extras are killing it. They're all so excited to be standing. They're all like reading Gildor's book. Yeah, yeah. I love and I love I love Kenneth Branagh as Gildor Lockhart. Oh my god, yeah. Well, he's the so he's the reason that I. I you know you guys were like so what when when would you like to come in at the yes. end of Sorcerer's Stone and just without even overthinking it the first thing that bubbled into my mind was you know where Gildor Lockhart introduces himself in Flourish and Blots because I I just I yeah. just love everything about this minute and I yeah I, Kenneth Branagh is in a franchise full of near clandestine casting choices this is yeah. one of one of the most it's so good. It's so good. You know, it's it's amazing to me because like doing my research and like kind of digging a little bit deeper into into Kenneth Branagh of all of the people that I have like looked up on IMDb, Kenneth is the only person from Harry Potter for whom Harry Potter is not on their top recognized like their most prominent roles. Like IMDb yeah. has like here's the three movies that they're most known for. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets isn't on that list. Wow. Yeah, because he's done so, so much. much else. Yeah. yeah. Um uh, my favorite bit of like background looking into him was that when he uh when he started in theater, he joined the uh the Royal Shakespeare Company and then felt that it was too big and then he went off and formed his own company called The Resistance. Oh gosh! Oh my goodness! Which I like. I like Resistance. it a lot. It's the Resistance Theater Co. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know why I don't think he's annoying. I I love him so much, but he does stuff that's on paper, like like casting himself as yeah. Hercule Poirot, and like directing. I'm like, 
God, the desert. But then you see it, and he's just so delightful. I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, he's, really, I, I really he's got like such an affability about him that uh, that I think shines here, right? Like, mm-hmm. you need someone to be Gildroy who can be so lavish and over the top, and yet you still, like, people fawn for him. Yeah, you can really believe... You know, I mean, we haven't. I can't believe we haven't talked about it yet. But you really believe Molly Weasley when she's just so Twitter pated. Oh, I know. I love her, her little she hair like, flip. Right, yes, her yes, yes. Flip. I have a note like in a tomorrow's. Teenager I have a note thing. in tomorrow's minute that's like that's like Molly Weasley, original fangirl. Right? Oh, she's so fangirling. <laughs> it's so over good. Him. It's so good. It makes me really, really happy. Jenny's a little bit starstruck too. Yeah. Well. Well, and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Um, we will. Why, we will. We might as well. The, the the Hermione as well joins in on the like, oh my god, like Gilderoy oh. Lockhart. Like we'll see it in the when they have the class like later, but in tomorrow's minute when he when he pulls Harry up on stage, like there's a there's a moment there's like a pause in the conversation where we cut back to the audience and she's just clapping. She's so excited. Like, like oh my god, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, it's just honor. like a little sliver of this like this couple seconds of an extended <laughs> sequence that we. Get I bet tomorrow. most of Hermione Granger's like childhood crushes were authors. Oh, oh, for <laughs> sure. Yes, for sure. Makes sense. That's just it's so good. He has so many. He has so many books. Too. We'll talk about those. <laughs> I have a I have a couple of them that right I wrote down, but I think he's put out like over a dozen different titles that that he hands Harry tomorrow. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. I just I just he's love like uh, he's like the Chelsea Handler of the Wizarding World. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I can I can I can believe that. Yeah. <laughs> Every year it's like gotta show. have gotta have my vodka by Chelsea Handler. <laughs> Come here, vodka. Chelsea Handler. <laughs> I, I, so this guy, we have this guy, this little wizard who's like mm-hmm. shoving himself forward to the front of the, he's for the daily prophet. He's going to take a picture. He takes a couple pictures. I love that. Like Gilderoy, of course, immediately is going <laughs> to strike up a pose to get his picture taken. Like it's so Gildred, it's his genius. Yeah. <laughs> Your genius is showing. It's, oh like, it's like he knows exactly like, oh, I could he, he, in two seconds. He's just like he sees the whole opportunity like laid out before him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like we'll talk a lot more about Harry's fame this week, I think. But mm-hmm. Gildroy Gildroy is all about kind of la- relishing in his celebrity. And. Mm-hmm. He he achieved that celebrity, we'll find out later in the movie, by kind of, like, fudging all of these stories. But but it's what he's... It's the... It's, it's, I don't want to say the sacrifice he makes. It's the thing that he does in order to to get this attention. He, he soaks in it. And so when he sees Harry, you immediately see the, this moment of, like, oh, the, the pose for this camera is not important anymore because Harry Potter is here and like he's going to get me even more attention. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so so we just see that flip that that flash of recognition and we'll really like talk about Harry and him tomorrow, I think. Mhm. God, I'm so I'm just I'm so I'm so excited for this. <laughs> yeah, let's get going. Let's get into let's it. Let's get going. Cool. Uh yeah, that was everything I had for this minute. Um, of course, everyone knows you could find uh, Nick over at Dueling Genre Productions. Um, you guys are doing Shaun of the Dead still. For yeah, little, and I, I and I didn't mention I didn't mention this yesterday, but uh, if all goes according to plan, 
uh, Geek by Night should be returning on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. Uh, and uh, so the kind of, yeah, so we, we had to do some recalibrating. We kind of got busy with some projects that we can't really talk about yet. And we kind of had to, you know, put Geek by Night uh, on, a, on, a, on a shelf. But we did want to end the story that we started to tell yeah. with episode one. So to bring it into kind of a satisfying conclusion so that's hopefully nice. that, that be, makes me happy because yeah. i i i before i think i started like even talking to you and, and scott about doing a show on dueling genre i was listening to geek by night and oh well thank you and so it's just not it's just it's i don't know it's really cool yeah. to like get to know the people that are working on this stuff like it, it delights me oh well thank you that means so much and and truly yeah like like the the lines were already recorded and and ready to go we just we we had to just do some uh some trimming and some some moving around but the story gotcha. should be coming out yeah ring in the new really year happy. with some geek by night yeah so guys go check out geek by night go check out all the other dueling genre shows on the network uh you can find us of course on facebook and twitter and all of those things and uh Come back tomorrow as we talk about minute 23 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Mischief managed. Mischief managed. <laughs> hey guys, uh, it's Nick Amenas again. I know you just got done listening to my voice, but I just had to make a quick uh, little editorial uh, addendum to uh, my plugs at the end. I kind of uh, realized the next day or today that I made it sound like Geek by Night was going away. Uh, forever, which uh, it is not. Uh, to clarify, uh, we are currently in the process of ending our first uh, volume, our first trade, I guess, if you're a comic book fan, our first season, and uh, the first part of that will air on December 31st. And after that, we will be rescheduling the show into more of a uh, quarterly specials format, kind of like, I don't know if you're a Doctor Who fan, but they were doing that like the last year of David Tennant's run, they would do just like specials every few months. And uh, that's what we're going to be doing with Geek by Night. So just uh, stopping in to just uh, clarify that the show isn't dying or uh, going into a coma or any other metaphor. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. And if you are like Gary and you're a fan of the show, you could support us on Patreon. And you can find all that at DuelingGenre.com. Thank you. Have a nice day. Keep listening to Harry Potter Minute. Love Gary and Victoria. It's such a fun week of the show. And uh, mischief managed.